It's the Tellcast, episode 386, Puppy Holster. Oh, yeah. And this week, guys, we talk our game backlog. She's asleep right now. Slay yeah. the Spire. Totally okay. holster. And Don't Starve Hamlet. Yes. Stay tuned. Super vicious. Absolutely terrifying. In unison. Uh, yeah, buddy. In a trio. Yes. It's Tillcast, and we're it back. Is. It uh, is. What's today's date, Jason? Uh, it is July 19th, 2019. And I realized listening to this the other week that, uh, the other week, the other day, whatever, for the other week's the episode other that we don't always introduce my, ourselves. I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And just be prepared for 30 minutes of bullshit. Bull Maybe then, a little longer. Yeah. Bullshit. Actually, we almost hit 30 minutes every time. And I then, know. And then actually be prepared for some game talk it's and like some news and some things and stuff. Um, it is an M-rated show. If you haven't already figured out, we've just started cursing a little bit. Uh, we don't really, we sense throughout the things that are important, um, as in, you know, we're not assholes in the way that we're racist or homophobic or anything like that, yeah. but uh, we do not shy away from the use, using the words fuck, cunt, shit, ass, damn, whatever. Uh, just whatever comes to mind that is the most, uh, the, the best descriptor of the situation or our excitement um, is Pretty going much. to come out. Um, or... Just because we don't fucking censor ourselves outside of our workplaces. Mm. Right. This is a release for us, so yes, we do this is. for free. So <laughs> you don't want to listen to it? Fuck you. Go away. Mm. Be prepared. This is our outlet. Yes. You're, you fuckers are just along for the ride. Mm. So uh, what time we get started today? <laughs> 9.08. And, and what's is today's it, day? Is it 9.08? Oh, you already said that. It was the I 19th. already said that. Okay, good. All right. Cool. Get with the program. I'm working on it. Okay. He didn't have a Google Doc, so he's lost. <laughs> I did. That's exactly he's, the case. He's like, I'm just going to repeat the first five minutes of this show over and over again until we figure it out. I mean, it's called improvisation. It's, it's pretty shitty, but yeah, you're it pretty terrible at it. Uh, at least for that. Well, well, yeah. um, Rusty, you've been are you been doing things and stuff this week? Uh, well, kind of. Um, jeez, you guys fucking suck. I did not have a weekend last weekend. And I know you fucking it's amazing. Because um, you guys basically described to me what Stranger Things was, and uh, I'd been watched all three fucking seasons so in the week. It also <laughs> didn't help that I told you the new Hellboy is in it. Yeah, well, you know. So, uh, <laughs> as good as we described, or better? Or? Uh, yeah, yes, it's uh, it's actually better. You were correct. I did not hate, did not hate the kids so, in this show. No, I really like the kids uh, in the show. I mean, that sounds dirty, but you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> you know, but the uh, not in a white van kind of way, in a way that they're not annoying <laughs> characters in a show. Right, most times. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I I'm I'm not a I'm not a kid. And, person. and most of the time, the kids are annoying because they're the ones that people have to save all the time because they're making kid decisions. Right. And for whatever reason, the the kids in this are smart enough to... Now, they still have their kidisms that are pretty funny. Right. Um, but but they're entertaining in all the right places. Th- so they are. Uh, but I, I could see the D&D thing. That well, was like season one. Right. That's where all their decisions are born out of. Well, yeah, for all, the most part. Yeah, like, everything's mean, kind of built on DNA. Everything's built on it. It's even more than that. Um, if you watch the if you watch all of the you know the seasons you know back to back like I did, 
you can actually see that each one of these seasons is a D&D campaign. And yeah. the way that they split up each, you know, each party members, you know, all the party members split up into, you know, separate groups and attack it. So, uh, so the kids have like the monster, like you would think that the adults would have the monster, but no, the kids take the monster and the adults end up doing something that has to do with fighting the human element of it. And the humans behind the monster. So the they split up into essentially two different parties and they have each one of them has their own like their own skill. And I was looking at it from a D&D perspective and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you've you've got your mage, you've got your fighter, you've got your thinker, you've got, you know, you've got on the, you know, on the adult side, you've got the skeptic, the the person that is yeah. just like, something's not quite right, you know, and then tries something completely off the wall random, like the fucking word wall was perfect. Like, well, the, thing, know, the like, thing that I thought was really cool, though, and just kind of going through without spoiling the seasons, right? Mm hmm. Each one kind of represents a different '80s theme of monster movie, too. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- there was and quite so a far, few. I'll the be honest. Season. I'm fighting falling off of season two oh. because I know season three's great. Mm-hmm. Season two's is pretty good too. You just need how, how many episodes in are you? Three. Oh yeah, yeah you need to get into it, it. That's the so season two. Uh, season two is actually a little bit. Off because well, of how, because of the the way things are building, but minor minor it. spoiler: it's because they split the party. Right, right. They split right. the party when the when the band gets back together, it gets better. Oh yes. Um, and and honestly, the after you get past them explaining a lot of things from season one, which is what they do for the th- first part of season two, um, you the story makes a lot better sense and it's uh yeah it's pretty good. You end up with a character that you didn't think that you were going to like as a likable character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the characters evolve <laughs> in the story like some of the people that I really disliked in the first season I really like in by the second and third season. Right. And they well, do a really good job of evolving different people in the right. in the story. Well, and I I expect that from these writers. The the main thing that has me struggling on season 2 so far and why I only got through the first three episodes this week is just the you know it to explain everything else it moved away from those sci-fi horror and D elements that grabbed you so hard on the first season mm. oh it comes back with full um, fury yes it, and I was, it, it's made it kind of a slog for season me. three is excellent uh but i heard season three just Season three is definitely grabbed you by the it. balls and excellent. Um, lots, lots of like tearjerker moments. Lots of uh, like, oh here's how it happened for me. Like I, me and me and Jess were watching and got through like episode five. Yeah, and I had to sit on it for a few days. And I was like, we were gonna go like go see a movie or something else. And she's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to watch Stranger Things. <laughs> 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 and so she Netflix came by and chill. <laughs> last night and we finally finished it um so and we didn't realize that we watched three episodes or i didn't because mm-hmm. i kept going back and i was like that was it that was no. it 
No. I mean, that really felt like the last episode. That was it? There's right. only eight episodes in this? Wow, this is, this is bullshit. Right. Well, that was one of the reasons why I was able to get well, through it fairly quickly. That, that's Netflix series for you, though. Yeah. I mean, um, regardless, though, I mean, it's it's excellent, right? Oh, but yeah. Let, let's be fair. Most of the Netflix shows, the reason you're only getting eight or nine episodes in a season is because their production values are huge yeah production value in season one was good season two is great season three like is very much yeah. all oh, of them are very very high production se- value. season three will, goes a little over the top as far as the uh, uh the production value in the cgi uh yeah. they do a damn good job on that one uh <laughs> it's it's hard to not spoil it yeah but it's, it is but it's i think it was cool as shit oh yeah it's um yeah i uh I have my thoughts. There's there's quite a bit of things that happen right near the end of season three that I just like. It it's I'm like mad at myself for waiting so long to well jump then, in, and I well, only jumped in six months before you did, Rusty. Uh, right. Well, well last then, Christmas, well, basically. Shit, I only jumped into it last week. Um, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll we'll discuss some of those things maybe in a few weeks when after I've finished. That'll be off podcast. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be a little bit off podcast because we we don't want to spoil it for those people who have not seen season three. Uh, and I, I really actually did a fairly decent job of really not spoiling the whole story for myself over the last couple of years that this thing has been available. Um, well, that's because the both of us were completely writing it off as a uh, yeah, as a nostalgia grab, right? And, well, uh, I mean, I mean they, I knew... they accomplished that, but they just do so much more with it. To, there's a lot of strong writing behind that. Right. Well, well, it's a nostalgia grab in the sense that they had a they had a particular setting they wanted to go for. It, and in they the just D, went balls in deep. the D and D element, and they were like, you know what? Let's take it to when D and D was king, and let's just go balls deep in it. There's so many references in that, you know, in the show to, like the the early to mid '80s like hype of D and D on the on the kids side, and then like the the adult side going the this adult is Satanism. hate of it. Yeah. yeah, this is Satanism. Yeah, the sad uh, thing is because of my upbringing, I didn't get to play any D and D until I was in my twenties. Oh shit. Um, I, yeah, I, I got to play D and D, uh, fairly early on and yeah, I, I learned not to, uh, to come on to a troll ogress or let a troll ogress come on to me. Um, (laughs) that may be the reason that I have such a hard time. Just, I don't RP as much as I just like to make goofy decisions. I'd probably drive you guys batshit insane. Oh, well, you know, but I, I don't RP as much as I fairly try to play with what the character would do but still like just have fun with it you know well i mean you you saw how i, I mean, ran my yeah. you know my uh, <laughs> the, my the squad, campaign. the squad that i run with is never going to rp like seducing somebody or doing right. something goofy unless it's just for humor here, value. here's well, the thing it, <laughs> and this is true uh this is true of all tabletop games okay um is it great to have players who really who really know how to roleplay deep? Yes. But at the same time, if you're an effective storyteller, they shouldn't have to RP 
all that much. No, they the extra RP is going to be, uh, you know, the extra flavor. That's the flourish. Yeah. Uh, everything else that, is, you know, everything else you can go down to the bare minimums and still be able to effectively tell a story. That that's all the that's all the the player's personal flourish on whatever action their character's taking, etc. That's not. <laughs> I, I most definitely did not plan to scare myself in the vampire campaign, but no. I rolled with it. So yeah. kind of getting back on track, though, <laughs> overall, this was more than what you expected, right? For sure. Because um, you were posting on Facebook the night that we stopped and you had it finished by, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, basically. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I posted it, it exactly. any of those days? Uh, no, I so did for, not work for those, those of days. you who have... Uh, as a base reference, I woke up Saturday morning to Rusty's post on Facebook, <laughs> basically saying, fuckers, you got me hooked. Yeah, it, it was it was um, just like that. Uh, I mean, af uh, after I'd been asleep for like five hours. <laughs> so uh, on our uh, on our super secret thread, uh, I I had posted. They were correct, right down to the wood paneling and the fold under TV trays. I guess I'll watch, uh, binge watch the rest of this now. Hashtag you fucks hooked me on Stranger Things, <laughs> <laughs> and it was me just going through and finished season one, and now season two, and then now season three. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just couldn't stop when I start. This is the po an actual post I put on there. Uh, couldn't stop once I started. It's like they put my childhood in a blender and what came out was a nightmare, nightmare nostalgist shake with telekinetic sprinkles. <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah. It has a little bit of flourish to it. <laughs> I would say, honestly, just everything about it's awesome. And they're going to do another season. I don't know when at this point, but. Uh, but they're I, supposed to do a season four and then call it quits. Season four uh, is supposed to start production like spring next year, right? So like that. the there's uh, if you notice that there's there's actually like a holiday theme for each one of these. Uh, so uh, there was, uh, was Christmas. Season? Was that season one was Christmas? Yeah. So they had yeah. Christmas with the Christmas lights, uh, and then uh, it was is it Halloween? Halloween and then Fourth of July. And uh, there was a hint that was dropped in there, and they're thinking maybe Thanksgiving is the next one. It reminds me of that stupid. Uh, <clears throat> did that you ever would watch be the, all four major holidays. I mean, that's. Did you ever watch the double feature grindhouse thing with Tarantino oh, and. Uh, no. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I have. I have they had these stupid commercials, and I watched it in theater, and I remember they had this horror movie, they, you know, fake horror movie called Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it just. It kept, like, flashing to a turkey with knives in it. It's... Right. <laughs> because Halloween. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, uh, from a person who's not, uh, who just didn't want to watch it or didn't, just didn't watch it, if you haven't watched any Stranger Things, I highly recommend it. I think if you're a sci-fi yeah. or horror fan, it's Especially uh, if must. you're an 80s kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're an '80s kid, because it is very much just like they distilled everything from your kid, from your childhood, and put it in the show. In fact, I was sitting there just thinking about it, and I'm like, man, just walking on the set would be 
Right. Well, like, did you notice just like how close attention to detail they paid to things like Burger King and Coke? Burger and, like, King, Coke, the fucking cereal boxes. Uh, you know, like I said, the fold under TV trays. I mean, you could not find those after the eighties. That was a thing. I mean, my family had them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, fucking uh, TV dinners was a thing. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, the, it's just the wood paneling. I mean, like the, the, the old station wagon, the, the old station wagons for sure. Uh, you know, just like some of the toys, like just the toys, they brought back memories. Like, cause I had some of those toys. <laughs> I right? think I still, I, I think I had the T-Rex that. They have, must know. have a lot of movie money because uh, Jason, when you get to season three, they go to the movies. Oh, and God. one of the movies they have playing is like pure, like, I don't know how they had the money to play clips just from that. I'm sure that all they needed to do is just like. You know, we're just going to license it. It was a pretty big thing like that, but you're nearly on a. It's it's one of the biggest movies aside from Star Wars from the eighties. So right, I, and one of my favorite franchises. And I, they had that in the show, right? And I, and I'm not going to. I'm, this doesn't really spoil anything, but I do need to talk about it because I, I just I felt like this because when this happened on you know on the show, I just sat back and I'm like, how the hell did they know? Um. The, the season three, one of the major set pieces is a mall, right? Right. And, and you course. know, in the 80s, uh, I was a mall rat. Just like most 80s kids, I ended up in a mall, and this was a thing. So one part of this was knowing somebody that knew somebody or knowing somebody that could get you access to the service tunnels behind the stores. And behind the theater. And – being able to get into the theater from the service door with whatever you wanted as far as your own concessions. You know, my grandmother got kicked out of the dollar theater for having her huge, huge purse and, and bringing in tons and tons and tons of candy bars. I was, it was such a... They got kicked out of the dollar theater. <laughs> it was such a ranta, rampant thing in the mall that I, I frequented uh, growing up that I got so brazen. Uh, like, at first it was I'd go watch a movie whatever movie I wanted. Uh, but I'd go watch a movie and I would just bring in like, you know, my, my own like 20 ounce, you know, right. bottles of whatever I wanted to drink. So I didn't spend four or $5 on a freaking Coke or whatever. Um, I got so brazen that I would go to the Sparrow and order an entire pizza and then bring the whole pizza in through the service, uh, service doors and watch the movie with a piping hot pizza you know, and my buddies, you know, just sharing a fucking pizza. Like, you they don't serve pizza in the fucking movie theaters, so it was... <laughs> so, so let me ask this. Is there an as-you-wish moment? Hmm. Is there an as-you-wish moment? I mean, it wouldn't be a huge spoiler. Mm. But I know he's in it. I don't know. Huh. I don't. I'm thinking. I don't think. Well, we'll talk about this on break. You're right. I don't think I can say anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. But yeah. So that was. Uh, I mean, I spent. Uh, I tried to play video games. Like I watched the first season, got through about half of the second season, uh, and I said, you know what? I need to take a break. I need to. I need to play something. I just need to play a video game, and. Uh, 
I sat down, tried to play a video game, and I just it it, it fell away. Like the video game was like I have I have no interest in playing this right now. And Stranger it went, Things, and it went right back to Stranger Things. And then by the time I was done with Stranger Things season three, I only had maybe a couple hours in my weekend left. So that's yeah. a good weekend, though. <laughs> So, so, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I was, you know, I was talking to one of my employees, um, Joey, you guys remember him. He's worked there forever. Um, and he was like, I was like, what are you doing? You know, just making casual conversation. He's like, you know, I'm everybody's out of town. So, like, I'm just I'm literally planning on renting like six movies on pay-per-view and then like setting up a whole bunch of stuff on streaming and then just working like putting together an exercise bike. I was like, how much are you watching? He's like, I don't know, like 18 movies. That sounds what? like he's like that sounds like a really good weekend. I was like, uh, well, you know what? I I don't disagree with no? you. No, <laughs> that sounds like a great lazy weekend. That's I mean, it, he's like, and I'm leaving it at work an hour early to get started. I was like, you know, dude, you go do you. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's rare to have actually you know to actually have something like that. And I love finding something that's uh, that's streamable or binge watchable. Um, it sucks that it's so short. Uh, because you feel like you, you just want to see more of it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that was an entire weekend where I watched a fairly damn decent show for, uh, you know, and, and relaxed. I didn't do much else. Um, <clears throat> I did, though, uh, spend way too much money this week. Way too much money. Um, I mean, sex dolls are expensive. Well, I mean, well, I looking... I mean especially if they're on sale. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not buying sex dolls online. Sorry, um, no. Uh, this is Prime Day. Gonna, oh, I forgot about Prime Day. Prime Day was a thing, uh, and I am a primer, a prime member. Prime, I'm a member. I'm a primer. Uh, <laughs> I'm a primer. Uh, but yeah, no. I I decided that it would be. Uh, uh, time to spend the rest of the budget that I didn't spend on uh you know on games for the summer sale on um on that and then I completely blew it out the fucking water. Like how so much did you spend? I spent about 500 bucks. Holy on what? Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. I, I bought two monitors. <laughs> what? So I bought two monitors. Yep. Um uh just some El Cheapo uh, 24-inch, you know, work monitors, basically. I'm just upgrading my, my, my work setup, basically. Um, and so I bought that. Uh, I bought, uh, I had to buy cables to get it to hook up to the, you know, to the dock at work. So I uh, got some more cables. Uh, I bought a fucking Egyptian cotton sheet set because it was on sale. And I said, fly the fuck not. I bought an Echo Dot because I want uh, I want Alexa to uh, Alexa turn off the lights. Um, I want Alexa. so you want Alexa <laughs> listening while you spank it, basically. Um, so I put a a dot in the uh, in your bedroom in the bedroom so that it can you know so that the Russians can hear me moan. Do, um, do, <laughs> do you tell Alexa to tell you sweet soft things Softly. while you spank it? Softly, yes. Uh, <laughs> like Alexa, play my chemical romance. <laughs> uh, You're spanking it to my chemical romance, sir. There's something wrong with you. Uh, no, 
uh, I I did buy it, uh, an Echo Dot. It was you know, because uh, Echo stuff is on you know was on sale. Well, half of off. course, it's Prime Day, uh, right? Uh, and I bought some fucking oh my god. So, how many bulbs did you get? No, I didn't buy any uh, buy oh. any new bulbs, but I did figure out what I needed to do. I got just got to get adapters for them. Um, you know, smart lights because why flick a switch when you can tell Alexa to turn off the lights? Uh, I think no, you like the dimmer feature more than anything. I really do. I'd be like, Alexa, turn the lights to 10%, and pff, it's like instant dungeon. Granted, <laughs> Rusty and I can operate at like 10% light. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am a All vampire. All the time. <laughs> I am a vampire, so uh, low light is fine with me. E- even being a daywalker, I... <laughs> God. If I could... If I could literally oh have gosh. 10% light at work... Sure, everybody else on the floor might be blind, but mm. I'll be fine. Yeah, uh, it, uh, yeah. It's, no more headache at work. It's that's the thing. I I keep it low light. I mean, I've got all my, you know, all my windows are you know blacked out or darkened anyway because of the whole, you know, I live at night thing. Um, but because of the migraines, having the dimmer feature on all of my mm-hmm. lights is absolutely fucking key. But now I um. I decided, you know, the the doctor told me, you need to wear compression socks. And I bought four pairs of, you know, normal compression socks, which Justin thinks if I wear them while wearing shorts here that I look like I'm going to a soccer match or whatever. Um, when you're welcome to wear them with shorts. You kind of um, look like Hobo Rusty. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, I, I feel kind of weird when I'm, you know, going to, you know, Walmart after. I, I guess I fit right in, but... Uh, go to Walmart in my fucking like, you know, no, b-ball shorts you, and fucking you just, you just black leggings. The feature on people of Walmart, just simply because your shorts aren't halfway down your ass. Well, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, there's that. Anyway, I I I decided instead of the full on socks, I was going to get fucking compression sleeves for the calves. And I was like, then I can wear my own fucking socks or no socks whatsoever and be fine with it. Uh sizing's a little difficult online yeah <laughs> um though i i will say compression sleeves do work well i i've got a couple pairs just because of some of some of my odd leg joint pain that i'll have um and actually wearing them uh increases the circulation so so i'm showing a bit of leg now <laughs> uh <laughs> He's showing me his sleeve. This, yeah. <laughs> so this this compression sleeve is uh, is technically the right size, but it's a tight ass elastic band. Though. That elastic band right at the top, cutting right into the top of your calf, right below the knee. It makes it feel like I'm going to lose my leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty that that's pretty tight. That'll loosen up after a few days. Uh, but I mean, they do work. Like if you have joint pain in your legs, yes. even um, you can you can wear those on your calves, and it increases the blood circulation enough that it helps with the pain. So, oh yeah, it does. Um, um, I'm, it I doesn't have... completely kill it. You no. know, it's not a miracle cure, but. Um, <laughs> The dog is about uh, to rip fucking I find, Justin's uh, arm right off. 
As we've discussed before on the show, I do have a couple of bad knees, and when they're really bad, I can throw those on, throw the throw the knee brace on the right one, and mm-hmm. I, I almost don't have to take any painkillers at all. Yeah, it's um, uh, the the problem with them though is that they're goddamn expensive. They, they are. are stupid. Like the most expensive things. That I, I, it's I, a hose. Well, kind of. They're they're man hose. Uh, I, I'm all right with it. <laughs> but yeah, they're fucking expensive. What'll like what'll get really get ones. you is me wearing my kilt and the compression sleeves at the same time. Oh he had God, to bring it in. So, yeah. He's so fucking wearing a kilt today. Right, Lola. You tell him. Be a man. Right. Be a man. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, man, Lola. Yeah, sir. Real men wear kilts. I'm good. With keeping my dangly bits in my shorts. Right, Lola. Really? You know, you make another cameo. Hey, <laughs> Matt said it before, and I will echo it. Really, these utility kilts aren't much different than cargo shorts, as far as utility the wear. kilts. Utility kilts. Utility. Lola, is that a good idea? Utility kilt. <laughs> <laughs> You're having way too much fucking fun with that. Well, it's easy because she wants to play tug of war. It's got to yeah. drag her up to the mic, and she just growls, right, Lola? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little dog soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you almost cut her chin right in your face. Oh, she's already no, she's, done that today. Me and her are pretty understanding on this kind of stuff. Yeah, she's. You know, speaking of like things to do, my uh, buddy Jason got married. So yeah, to his new wife Ruthie. <laughs> so congratulations! Congrats. Not yeah. this Jason, no, the Jason, obviously. Nope. Yeah, this would be uh, the Hulkamania, Jason. Hulkamania. Um. So I, yeah, Lola, I had to get um ready for that. That I took some time off work to uh, to see Jessa and see Jason because Jessa was here. I'm actually still here now, uh, which is nice, um, and will not be leaving. So there's a lot of J names around here. Yeah, I mean there know. are, and no, yeah. I have to be the rod man out. <laughs> yeah, well, I know a lot of people that are a, a, a Jess, a Jason, a Justin. Uh, it's just J all over the place. Yeah, J all over the place. That's and then great. Me, but uh, yeah. So I, I went and went to my buddy's. Uh, I almost said funeral. That's horrible. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, well, well there's there's a funeral in one aspect. There goes his single life. Uh, well, and at this point, you know, he's he's in love with a wonderful woman, and that was a good ceremony. And I got to hang out. Me and Trent, it's uh, one of Trent's for a long time friends too. Yeah, um, we're up there too. So me and Trent had a good time. And then uh, John from Carousel's up there. He's one of the other longtime friends. And he's, if it wasn't for Jason, I wouldn't know John and Trent. And um, who else was part of the Rat Pack? But anyways, oh geez, um, Matt and a whole bunch of other people. But like that's how I know that whole group of people. So had some fun with that. Got my beard shaped. Felt really good about that. Um, mm-hmm. I this week uh, obviously finished Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things is an amazing thing. Um, had some very damn good food that Jessa made, and mm-hmm. now we made some dessert. I gave Rusty that mm-hmm. that oh, pistachio oh. mousse. Oh God, go. you gonna. Wrangle that dog for yes. me. Thank you. Here. Hola. Pistachio is, moose. Yeah, it is. I, it's freaking amazing. It's like, yeah. it, it is like a, uh, uh, like a cheesecake filling, but it's, 
you know, it's it, it's full full on keto, and um, it, it's got the same consistency as a moose. It's uh, yeah. it's really good. See, the funny part is like, uh, I like pistachios. I love pistachios. I can't do stuff like pistachio ice cream or pistachio. You just don't like the flavoring. Um, you don't like the pistachio flavoring, like yeah. the green. Yeah. You don't like the pistachio green. The uh, I just don't like fun. the artificial pistachio flavoring. Period. Yeah, I didn't pay a lot of attention to my diet. It's only been the last few days that I went back full keto. We went and I've never really had Hertz donuts or really actually gotten anything other than somebody's leftovers. So me and Jessa got some Hertz donuts the other day too, Ooh. which was Ooh. like she got the bacon maple one. I got like the mint oh, chocolate chip. The bacon maple's my fucking favorite. It's oh. pretty ridiculous. So that's, those donuts are so fucking over the top. They but, are. Um, the, and the, they're delicious. This, was the, the Cocoa Puffs one. Is, yeah. is, the Cocoa Puffs well, we one the, is good. But, I mean, the bacon maple, they're they're generous with the bacon. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's another side. And it's it's amazing. Yeah, well, you know. So, it's more <laughs> like a... I a just... sausage roll, but with bacon instead. <laughs> it was it was delicious. It reminds me of like when I'm full on keto. The people at work know about it, and then they they make it a point when I'm full into fucking keto and I'm in ketosis that they go and fucking buy like two dozen worth of donuts and leave them on the fucking table at work, so that they're like sitting there just fucking, to like, tempt you, just oh. wafting, and, and then they'll leave them at night when I'm alone. I'm like, this is this is terrible. This is freaking horrible, and, and I and I, I go up to him and I'm like, "Why the fuck do you do this?" And we're like, "We're fucking with you, of course. We don't need two dozen donuts. We only used like a dozen donuts. That's why there's only like parts and pieces when you come in." And like, I'm throwing them out next time, fuckers. And like, as soon as you fucking make a donut made completely out of bacon, I'm all in. What? <laughs> oh, so, anyways, I mean, it's, like, it's been a week of uh, that, and I'll talk a little bit about gaming because I did jump into some games. Before I do that, Jason, did you do anything interesting or watch anything interesting this week? So, um, we did we did do a couple things. One, I uh, I realized just how much I dislike taking our three children out of the house because um, you went where? So Monday. Crystal decides we need to try to, she needs to try to find a one-piece swimsuit for the eldest because the eldest is going to a church camp with a gal she used to go to church with back in, uh, back in the town she used to live in. And um, nice old lady, but, you know, she drags Marley wherever she can, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh so I'm like, fine, you guys go do that. You know, I'll fix dinner for the for the littles and we'll go about our business. Of course, Crystal and Marley go leave and they throw an absolute fucking shit fit. Of course. So Crystal's like, I'm not leaving you like this. So here's the thing. I got these free passes to this place called Go Ballistic. Oh, no. You and the Lils can go there oh, while no. Marley and I go for this swimsuit. Oh, no. It'll be cool. <laughs> well, that, oh, no. that was all well and good until we realized that they closed 
that they were going to close 30 minutes after we left the house. So, oh no, you know, that that's a no go. Well, yeah, we're not going to, you know, go spend there for 30 minutes. free passes for 10 or 20 minutes worth of play, and then me have to sit there with them closed waiting on Marley and Crystal. So instead, we go out to eat. Oh, God. That's even worse. We go to we go to Smitty's Garage. Now, I like you, Smitty's Garage. You took the it's kids a good burger. <laughs> it's a good burger. <laughs> yeah, and it, Smitty's Garage is basically like a medium tier burger joint here in town. They've got like, well, like two or three locations. I mean, right. it, like the the quality of the burger is somewhere between Whataburger and Arnold's, right? Yeah, it's so it's not bad. It, it's not bad, and. They got good the, fries. One of the big, uh, they do have good fries, and one of the big draws to the place for us is the kid's hot dog is a fucking giant-ass fucking hot dog, right? Mm-hmm. So the two little ones will split that and barely finish it. So we only have to get two meals instead of three. Yeah, right. I got you. So we go there. It Crystal failed to tell me that she got them... Uh, while they were shopping at Walmart, that she got them Lunchables at like three thirty, like the equivalent of child cocaine. Oh yeah, no. so it's filled with fucking sugar. Oh no! The entire time at the restaurant was arguing with them to eat. <sighs> oh, and yeah, then she doesn't tell it. me until after the fact that she gave them a fucking Lunchable. So basically, they weren't hungry. Yeah, and you took them to a place to eat. Yeah. I, we could have stopped anywhere, got me a burger, because everybody else had already eaten like two hours before. Fucking awesome. I am so glad I don't have kids. So, <laughs> so I'm, fine. We so do I that. Mean, just to everybody else, I'll tell you that science has worked for me, and uh, the pull-up method is not a scientific method. So <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> it gets you children. But, <laughs> but the thing is, Trust. I didn't even conceive these. I know. <laughs> but, I for all of, for, but for all of you other folks, <laughs> yeah, uh, the pull-out method really doesn't work. No, it doesn't. At least half the time you end up with a child. Wear a sleeve. Wrap it. Double wrap it if you need to. Um, <laughs> yeah, that cuts off the circulation. Yeah, well, yeah it uh, does. Depends on what size yeah. you use. So <laughs> the uh, so we we get through this ordeal, and I'm like, I'm not going to give them the fucking popsicle. That comes with the kids' meal. They're not going to get their fucking popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is punishment. And then I real, and then I realize, shit. We're either going to have to take them into this store, which I really don't want to do, and have to chase the little fuckers around, <laughs> or I'm going to have to sit in the car with them the entire time while Marley and Crystal are looking for this goddamn fucking swimsuit. <laughs> so. Fine, give them the fucking popsicle. It's rewarding them for bad behavior, but fuck if I'm going to sit in the car Here, with them have yelling. Some sugar. So we do that. They yell anyway. Of course. Now we're in a, an hour and a half after Crystal and Marley walk in the store. I text Crystal, "I'm fucking done. <laughs> you can get out here." Or I leave without the two of you, and you can find your own fucking way home. Oh boy. 
So, of course, they buy the swimsuit. No, Crystal was, like, totally understanding. Uh By the time she got to the car, I have fucking migraine. So, (laughs) there we go. All it takes is just me interacting with any human being to give me a migraine. (laughs) So we uh, without you, with the exception of you two, because you're you're basically. So, so we get home. I fucking you're fine. I fucking watch an episode <laughs> of Stranger Things in anger, and I pass out. Right in anger. <laughs> I'm going to angrily watch this Netflix show. Um, the next night, Crystal's like, "Let's try this play thing again." No, nope. like, nope, done. We've already you. tried this. Fuck you. <laughs> but then she tells me she already told the kids we were going to. Oh, that's the worst. Don't tell the kids. So that's my Tuesday night. Oh, my God. And again, we decide to go out to eat after being at the place, thinking it'd be all right. Nope. No. Nope. If it wasn't fruit or sugar, they didn't want to eat it. And we were even at fucking Mazio's. Because they do the dinner buffet Tuesday nights. Mm. They won't even eat fucking pizza. There was some, there's something wrong with your children. No, you know what the problem is? They're both hitting growth spurts at the same time, so they do nothing but eat during the day, and then they don't want to fucking eat their dinner at night. <sighs> so Jason ended day two pissed. On top of this, <laughs> work was super work was super busy both Not days, well, you know. right? So finally, Wednesday hits. Works okay. I get home. Crystal decides to get on a movie kick. It's so, time. so Wednesday night, stayed up way too late watching The Crimes of Grindelwald because, you know, we didn't start it till like 8 30, 9 o'clock, right? So it's 12 30 by the time that fucking movie's over. Goddamn long ass movie. I, I don't know. I haven't watched it. It's good. Okay. I mean... I can hook you up with a password. You can watch it. Nah, I'm good. Okay. Um, so, that's really good, actually, if you if you enjoyed the first Fantastic Beast movie. I haven't watched that one this either. This is really good. <laughs> um, of course, Harry Potter's a thing for crystals. So. Yes, I know. It's just... It's just um, I, 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 I fell off the train a little bit a little while back, but... If it's good, if it, I liked how the movies kind of grew up with the cast. Right. Yeah. Is Fantastic Beast grown up with the cast, or is it a setback? Well, I mean, it's well, it's Fantastic Beasts is a complete American. prequel to right. Everything so is it, is it about the kids the or is it about movies? the wizards? It's it's a it's no, actually it's, about uh, a different wizard in a different. Uh, it's in it's a in, different era. Right. Um, or the the other one's Britain, you know, or England. Uh, you're is... you're looking at the Wizarding World in the 1940s to nine, yeah, late 1940s. Right. So okay. You're um, looking at it's America, right after it? World War Two. Is it basically. in America? Um, the first one is yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, basically, it follows uh, uh, f- follows the a wizard who wrote a. A fairly influential book for the original Harry Potter series. Yes. Um, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, Newt's Commander. Uh, isn't he uh, the? Isn't that the book that? Um, Neville uh, Longbottom. Yep. Yeah. That's what you know. He pulls out. Yeah. Um, Nev- Neville really 
love the book anyway. Um, <laughs> he's, he's down I, to the fucking lore now. I am. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you you know how Nerd. I am with these things. I can't forget fucking shit. Nerd. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, so we uh, so we stayed up way too late watching that. It's a good movie. Um, <laughs> but the uh, and this one they bring in a younger Dumbledore. So you know, so yet another yet another actor for that that um, role. Yeah, yay. Um, but then uh, she also decided to rent a Bumblebee. Bumblebee. So we watched that Thursday night, and then tonight was a kid who would be king. Wow. Okay. So okay. Um, that movie, to be honest, it it's a young adult or older kids movie. Uh, I can't say it's wholly enjoyable, but I watched <laughs> the entire thing. It's kind of like a, you had to think about. <laughs> The British version of a kid in King Arthur's court is pretty uh, much what this movie what that yeah, was. That as far as like movies that you thought might be okay and then didn't end up, I ended up, we ended up watching Brothers Grimm, wondering. Oh God, that's a horrible movie. Just, and I thought based on the director's prior, prior movies, I mean, it's the guy that directed 12 Monkeys made Brothers Grimm. Yeah. Right. And then I watched that movie, and I was like, what the actual fuck is going well, on? And it took and, me until halfway through the movie to understand what the fuck was going on, besides the fact that he just completely yeah. tried the weirdest the, fucking idea ever with putting those characters as charlatans until they have to fight a real yeah. evil. Well, and, like, and the problem there, like, isn't the acting. Like, Matt Damon and Heath Ledger are great in that movie. Well, that's what we saw. It was like, oh, Matt Damon um, and Heath Ledger, this might be all right. And then and I looked at the director and it's like, oh, okay. he directed 12 Monkeys. But the uh, the entire premise of the movie and some of the directions it goes are just fucking shit. Yeah, we got to a point where we're like, well, I'm not really invested in it, but we just feel like we need to get through it, right? It's like playing a bad game and then just getting most of the way through, and it's like, well, I might as well finish it. Well, I mean, and then it, we didn't realize there was like another forty minutes left. It's kind of like uh, um, watching uh, the uh, the Van Helsing movie that. Uh, uh, and I also watched. We immediately followed that up with Polar because because we, we needed some kind of refreshment. She's like, I watched this. But I think it was kind of sleepy, so let's let's just rewatch it. And I was like, "I'm that sounds like a great palate cleanse." And we watched it, and I was like, "Well, that was a little bit of murder porn, but like it definitely was a palate cleanse. That's for damn sure, <laughs> right?" And you're right; it's kind of like John Wick, but John Wick with way less villains, but way more hard to kill villains. Right. It's um, it's pretty over the top. It's uh, he's a badass. the The main character in Poland is. is a badass. He is a badass. Now, it, it's just he's um, supposed to be. Yeah, it, I think that the the I think it's a high quality B movie. It's exactly what I thought. Yeah, like it's, a very high quality B movie. It's like okay, if if John Wick was a B movie, this would be it. Basically, and John Wick is, I think maybe the initial idea was kind of B movie, and then it just kind of blew up. Well, I mean, you you can't have that kind of death count on a on a movie and not turn it into something well, greater. John I mean, Wick's all. John Wick is really also a how good that movie is is really a, reshot, a result of more how the way they shot the film 
yes than necessarily the script or the context we just we don't see a um, whole lot of movies that have that kind of action in it anymore it is uh you know everything goes off of a, a very similar formula it, for most movies not, and this movie does not have it didn't have a formula per se it was just like no. this is the premise we're going to have somebody fucking like Jason walk fucking crazy with like guns in both hands and make him a badass, but make him like a, a relatable badass. Right. And then, you know, yeah. the puppy thing at the beginning. Right. Well, like, I mean, like, I was like, I'm man, sorry. I like puppies. If I, I had, like puppies. If I had the skill set that he did and somebody came in, beat me the fuck up and killed my dog in front of me, you bet your fucking ass I'd be using that skill set. You know, well, yeah, especially as if my you, puppy is like, especially if you know knew those people were like seriously connected to the underworld that you used to work for. Oh yeah, you, know, it, you knew I mean, the person, and then yeah, yeah, but they didn't the, know you. That was <laughs> yeah. So, but that one's all about the magic of the cinematography and the the fact that it's just it's not over the top action. It's not. No, it's just brutal. It's, brutal. Um, yeah. it's not. Um, it's not over. over it's not like Bruce Lee movie, and it's not over stylized either. It's just well shot, well choreographed action, and he's just like, just so and Keanu in tune with Keanu the Keanu Reeves took the Neo character from from Matrix Two and kind of dialed it up to eleven and just well, it's, became it's less, even more it's less of a kung badass fu and more just like. Honest badassery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not comic book stylized. It's literally just, like, efficient killing. Like, super yeah. efficient killing. Where Polar is actually kind of comic book stylized. Well, yeah, I mean, it's based die. on a it, comic. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's a Dark Horse, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was Dark Horse. Or yeah, that, that was... I was really glad that me and her watched that. I was like, man, this was a good... That was our break from Stranger Things. We wanted to watch a couple of movies, right. so... We started with Brothers Grimm, just let's just throw a wild card mm. out there, and then she's like, oh, was, we got to watch something else. <laughs> yeah, it's a Dark Horse comic. <laughs> and, so, right? and she was like, yeah, I really didn't watch much of this. And as we were watching it, she's like, yeah, this was pretty cool. Uh, the only thing I remember from Brothers Grimm is the fucking yeah. horse. There, that was it. There are two real... The, there are two pretty good movies to, to watch on Netflix, and that is Polar and Snowpiercer, if you haven't watched that one. I watched Snowpiercer. One. Yep. I, I actually... Snowpiercer is fucking badass, too. Uh, yes. So I want to I want to shift gears a little bit. Jason, you said you hadn't gotten a game, right? Well, um, no, that that was another thing. We we did uh, fit in a, a little bit of Division. I finally got her geared kind of into the mid-tier of uh, World Tier 4, and uh, we finally did Tidal Basin. Sweet. That's cool. I need mm -hmm. to get through Tidal Basin at some point. Um, well, I wanted to get through it before the new content drops next week. Oh, my gosh. Well, maybe the next time so, you're on, if you'll ping me, I'll like just text me. I'll jump on. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I was, I was done and through Tidal Basin the first day. <laughs> so, does, you have to understand, I have been playing along with my wife, I so know, I do I, have to I pull know. her along. I know. I know. But... So, Rusty, did you... Did you? You said you didn't game a lot. Well, I I say that I didn't game a lot, but I did actually pick up. Um, I I picked up Slay the uh, Slay the Spire, oh, that, which is how do you feel about it? So Slay the Spire is is it's it's a I mean it's a card battler, 
so I knew kind of going into it what I was going to see, but there's really no preamble to that game. It's like you you're in there. Uh, you are you know, and it gives you a couple pointers at the beginning, but it's more like figure the shit out. You're gonna you're you're trying to get through this. So what, what character do you excel with? Well, that's the thing. I only started with the you know I have, only have the first character right, and I unlocked the second character, but I haven't played her. Uh, I know it's like a huntress, and she uses uh, like dodging and uh, and poisons and stuff like that. But um, I, I have not actually played her because I was determined to get the first character past the second fucking map I wanted to beat the second boss so I've only really done maybe five six maybe five six runs or so uh, so I really haven't unlocked a whole lot in that game and and that really does require multiple playthroughs to unlock new uh, new cards that you can pick up from uh, from the enemies uh, but it really comes down to just trying to um, balance what you can do and uh and getting good lucky draws for uh not only for the combat but for getting uh the different cards that you would need to be able to do things um i can so i can kind of give you a high overview of the different characters so you got your you have ironclad right i had to look up the class names right i, I couldn't remember so the ironclad either. is basically your fighter right and he plays as such as a lot of defend and a lot of counter and a lot of attack cards for him. And that's kind of how you play him. And then you got the silent, which is the the weird skull huntress huntress thing, right? I, I just think of her as huntress. You and know. she has a lot of multiple small attacks, so plays kind of like a rogue, a lot of stacking poison attacks mm-hmm. and a lot of dodge cards. And then you've got the defect or defect, and what he is is basically the mage, right? And he does combos based on the type of magic you're using. So you can stack fire magic and then have additional fire attacks or different abilities. And every time you play a card, it stacks a magic effect on you that you can build off and combo in the following turn. He's the hardest one to play, but can deal the most damage once you get a good rhythm going. Um, the ironclad is the most basic to play, but doesn't I don't feel has the finesse or options that the silent does silence is my favorite it's the balance between the two and i've got a crazy amount of playthroughs with that one i've beat the game probably six times with silent so you've actually went through the entire yep spire i've beat the spire wow okay i i don't know how many hours i have in the game but i probably i'd say 40 probably okay so i mean i haven't really put I mean, six or seven runs is really not that long. It is a roguelike kind of. It's it, it is rogue-ish in the fact that you know, you start over, uh, but um, unlike rogue style games, your next run doesn't have a whole lot of bearing on your previous runs. With the exception of if you get the ne- uh, oh, Necronomicon, twenty one hours. Most of the ones that I won took me about an hour and a half. Yeah. If if you end up getting the event to pull, uh, to get the Necronomicon, that does have an effect on all the other runs. Um, So, I mean, I was able to unlock that one fairly early. It, I blew that run, but I unlocked the Necronomicon, which allows you to, uh, to talk to an NPC at the beginning of your run. 
uh, that will give you an extra rare card or give you a, uh, or you end up like taking half damage, but you end up with a really rare card or something like, you know, something like that. Um, so there's, there is some effects on later runs, but it's not like rogue legacy style where you, you know, go and do a run just for gold and then you just, right. you, know, you spend the gold. The key to that game is figuring out what kind of, cause every character kind of has a different way to play based on the type of cards you get. Right. And it's, as you get cards, so like I'll give you an example. It's like if I get a couple of poison cards or things that deal with poison damage, I'll start building my deck. Because every every battle you win, you end up getting extra cards. Right. You have that option, right? And so when you grab cards, then I start grabbing cards that have that deal with poison effects, mm-hmm. so that I can build on that poison. I don't deal, you know. And then I've got stuff that's like stacking damage, or I've got stuck stuff like there's a shiv build for the silent. So I get cards that give me extra shivs, and a shiv is like a card that does three damage, but it's discarded. So you pull a card, and then you get three cards. Or I've gotten builds with that where you pull a card, and it's almost like an infinite loop of getting more cards um, so that you have these massive hits with, like, 15 cards um, on a character. So it's kind of interesting when you, like I said, I feel like the Silence the most versatile build where you start picking up a couple of cards and you're like, oh, this is going to be a shift build game, so that's what I'm going to build around. Oh, this is going to be a poison build game, that's what I'm going to build around. Right. And that's how I've played it. But yeah, I've beat it a few times, and I've had fun every single time I've played it. And it's almost fell into that comfort food category game of me for me at this point, because it's... I'm glad you talked about it. Like, yeah. I might play it tonight. Like, it's just... it's It hits ADD so well. It's, it is it is one of those where you can you know, play a run and be done with it. If you, if you wanted to, you don't have to do multiple runs. You're not really overly invested in, you know, in it outside of the, the game that you're playing. And it's because it's a card battler, it will sit there and let you think about shit. So there's really no need to pause it because you just, you yeah, know, it's a, it's a perfect Lola game. Right. Exactly. But uh, I played it before I got Lola. The, um, the, the, thing I was I find that the Ironclad does not have he gets so wrecked by the fucking bosses. Like just absolutely destroyed. Like some of the fucking bosses will do like thirty or forty fucking damage when you only have eighty you know, only eighty hit points if you're fucking you know, if you are unlucky and don't get anything that boosts your uh your maximum HP. Yeah, you gotta you gotta build a lot of defense on him. You have to you have to actually have a bunch of fucking defense. But some of the uh, uh, some of the uh, characters, and the bosses, uh, and some of the monsters that you fight, uh, they will build up their strength so much that if you don't kill them quickly, they'll just overpower you. Right. Uh, you know, so it's a balance with him and i find that it's more hectic than anything so maybe i'll play the silent and see if uh the silent fits my playstyle a little bit better um should i might actually play the mage fuck i don't know um uh, you know all i have to do is just run once with the silent to unlock the mage right so uh i'm still kind of playing around with that it's it's kind of the uh i don't have a whole lot of time to invest in a game you know type game I've got like an hour to play. I'll play fucking a, a round of, you know, Slay the Spire. Uh, so I played a little bit of that. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. Uh, uh, but recently, I, I've got a lot of games that are on the plate 
I just either need to get back into them or need to invest time into them. Like, Satisfactory is going to require fucking extra hours. Like, a lot of extra hours. Because uh, just building things in that game takes time. Uh, so I said, yeah, I don't have a lot of time this weekend. So Satisfactory's out for right now. Um, you know, Battletech is still there and I'm still playing that. Uh, but it, it would take at least another 45 minutes to an hour to do just one battle. And you want to do more than one because Battletech is really fucking good. Uh, so I was like, eh, fuck it. I don't know. Uh, and I just played through Star, uh, Starbound again, and I was like, I've got this action itch. Like, I don't want to really play a strategy game when I've got an action itch. I just want to, like, beat shit up, you know? So I uh, hit the randomizer on my fucking uh, Steam library, and Near Automata came up. And I said, you know what? I really have not gone back to this game since the fucking game released. You know, <laughs> I I said it a long time ago, a couple of years ago, that it was one of the games I wish I had finished. Uh, now it's time. So I loaded it up and I installed the far mod, which is uh, which fixes the frame rate on, uh, you know, on PC. Because you have it on PlayStation. Yeah, I have it on PS4. Right. So on PC, the port is terrible. Oh my god, the fucking PC port is just fucking dist- you know terrible. You cannot alt tab it. Uh, you know when you're playing that game, you cannot alt-, alt tab that game because as soon as you do, it turns into a little tiny box on your screen, and you have to kind of look real close at it so that you can get to a safe point, save it, and quit. Because the only way to fix it is to reload the game completely. That's crazy. It's fucking dumb. Uh, that and the frame rate for uh, uh, for cutscenes, and there's a lot of cutscenes in that game. Uh, the frame rate for cutscenes is like 20 frames a second. That's bullshit uh, too. <laughs> I mean, the gameplay runs great at like 60 to 120. You know, you know, anywhere be- in between there, but it's fucking smooth. For, uh, the um, the cutscenes go down to 20 frames per second. Uh, so the far mod fixes that. Uh, so I've got that on there, and uh, it's it's all right. Um, but I, I, I'm determined to actually get through at least a couple of the endings. Cause I know there's like fucking, you know, a handful. Um, I like the game. I just, I think I played through it twice and then I was just like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. It's, it's just, I have not actually completed the game. You say Carousel John, um, I think played through it like nine times. And you can play it, you know, play through it multiple times and see different endings or see uh, see the story in a couple different ways. And I think there's... Start side, don't that have like 12 endings or more? Well, when you play through it the first time, you're playing through it with one set of, you know, one, one idea of what's going on. And then the next playthroughs uh, expand on that and reveal things that were kind of hidden from previous playthroughs. And that's where you end up with the different endings because you end up going down a deeper path in the story and see right. more of what's going on. Uh, so it really does command multiple playthroughs to see the full story. Um, but I haven't even done that. I mean, I, I had one ending uh, where you, you can get an ending by turning, you know, by uh, uninstalling the OS chip. 
essentially killing yourself. <laughs> so yep. uh, I, I had that one ending and that was it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to play through that, I think. And maybe I, I'm looking forward to going back to Satisfactory. I just need to have time for it. But there isn't a whole lot of games that's, you know, that's on the radar. Um, you know, I'm looking for maybe another VR title that I want to play, but, and those are few and far between nowadays. I was going to say, I played something I haven't played in a while, quite a bit this weekend. Um, I jumped into uh, Don't Starve Hamlet, because that's been released in the last couple of months. I noticed that you were watching, you know, playing Don't Starve. Yeah, so. but, you know, when you see me, you just see me playing Don't Starve. You don't know what I'm right. playing. Exactly. It just says Don't Starve. Because you got the base game. You've got Reign of Giant, Shipwrecked, and now Hamlet. And Hamlet is fundamentally changed the game. So if you like Don't Starved, um, Hamlet's hard as fuck. Hamlet is super fucking hard. And I'll tell you the main difference. So, like, in the base game, I'm trying to decide how I want to describe this. I'm not going to go into intricate detail. But basically, in the base game... Um, your base resources are sticks, grass, and flint, and flint's just sitting on the ground, and then you can get a pickaxe really early, which means that you can break a few rocks, get some gold, get your science machine, get up and crafting, and then find the stone, the resurrection stone, or get nightmare fuel so that you can resurrect yourself and not die. Um, so basically, within your first season, you should already have your food, stock, food stockpile working, you should have your fridge, you should have some decent weapons and you should have um, like you should be basically self-sustaining and overstocking yourself to prepare for winter um, in base don't starve. I feel very comfortable with base don't starve with a game at that I've had gotten all the way up to 139 days at this point um, survived it. And then I just, I died from something really stupid like twice. Um, but that being said, I feel comfortable with it. Not an expert, but pretty good at it. And that's taken a lot of patience and time. And then I feel pretty good about Random Giants. I've killed several of the bosses in Random Giants. feel pretty good about Shipwrecked, although it plays a little bit way differently. <laughs> a little and bit way. A little bit way differently. Um, and then there's Hamlet. And the big difference with Hamlet is you've got pig towns. And so the you can trade with pigs in the other in the first two iterations of the game. And that's how you get some of the unique items you need for different crafting components. But this makes it a lot more obvious what you need to trade. You get oinks. So it's like a currency. A currency. It's well, it's not an anagram. It's a re- change change the change around the letters for coins, but they turn them into oinks. Ah, gotcha. O i n c s. Okay. So they have these pick towns. The pick towns there's like two pick towns per continent that you land on, and they have um, you earn oinks through different things. So you can clip their hedges and earn oinks. You could sell them grass, earn oinks. You could pick up their shit, earn oinks, whatever. Right. So, but some of the items are locked behind that. Like, there's not any spiders. There's these things called gorilla spiders, and it's a gorilla mixed with a spider. Oh, nice. And there's a jungle, and there's a whole, like, emphasis on exploration. So, it's like, you've got basic caves that you can usually find flint and gold and rocks in, and that's kind of how you start getting started. And then you start doing things to earn oinks so that you can continue to get your flint and things like that from the stores that are in the town. Um and then there's the survival part. And the thing that I keep dying to um, is just my basic defense. Like, I, it's not that I'm getting cocky. It's just that I'm getting overwhelmed um, by the scenario. Like, the scenario is just really hard and punishing and very difficult to get started. And I can't make it past day 15. By the time I, it, it does this thing where 
one of the seasons of the humid season in this game and the humid season turns the whole screen gray except for a little halo around you and everything's hot and which means that your backpack is heavy it makes you slow and then you can't carry shit and then i get overwhelmed by these weird ladybugs with like uh chest bursters in them that like burst out and eat you um so yeah exactly right it's a it's a clay game to the core like it's fucking weird as shit but um, I feel like I'll get better, but I haven't gotten deep enough to figure out, get to the tier where I'm going through the ruins to find stuff and disarm traps and get components for the Picktown. I went down into like a weird like ant hut, like there's these ant lion character creatures kind of like from Half-Life that will chase you and try to fight you. But they also have huts you can go inside and explore their caves and buy or gather honey and other things. So it's kind of like the cave system in Reign of Giants. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's, it's still hard for me because I don't quite understand all the mechanics and I don't understand the build order, which is what I really understand from all three other games. Right. Okay. I can't make it that far. It is hard as fuck. Um, but I'm determined to beat it, which is why I sunk so much time. But I kept, I got to like day 12, day 13, like 11 times. Oh, geez. And it's like 15 minutes a day. So like I played a shitload of that this week. Um, I said I'd talk about Grifflands a little bit, another mm-hmm. clay game, clay fan, I guess. Right. Um, Grifflands <laughs> is a card battler, uh, another card battler we're playing, right? Right. Um, where you build a deck based on the quests that you do, and it, the thing that makes it unique is you pick up these quests in like a bar or a tavern, right? And then you've got a whole negotiation card system, which is like a negotiation battle that you do, so you have different arguments that you destroy based on the cards you play, have point values. Um, and then you recruit characters for your party, and they have their own set of cards. And as you complete quests, you upgrade or get cards. And as you use each card, you upgrade them by one point for every time that you play the card. So you can take existing cards and upgrade them, or trash them, sell them, get rid of them. And that gets rid of different abilities. And I do like the animations that they use for every time you play a card. It's like a different ability. So it's done with their, their art style. It's not like don't starve, but the artists for clay are very good. Um, they have very unique and them style. It's instantly recognizable. Like, Oni, or I almost said Oni. Oxygen Not Included has a distinct art style, mm-hmm. but it also seems a lot like Don't Starve. Don't Starve obviously has its own art style. And then there's Grifflands, which is a little bit more comic booky, but still very distinctly clay in the creature design. That's always They're always mean and weird looking creatures. It's always fucking <laughs> twisted to shit. Um, but unique in its own way in almost a lovable kind of way but not so much like i have a dog in one of the games that i had and the dog was like this weird crap creature they were calling it a dog oh well Um, it's in early access it's only it's an epic games exclusive thing it's going to be an alpha for like a year the base game is only got one character right now that is playable but it is a roguelike card battler that lets you play through a story and i haven't quite figured out what the loop is on when you die but you usually get one retry at the day because you go through a day-night cycle on that game. Um, or you can restart and then have one enhanced attribute or something like that that you picked up during your that day or set of days that you're playing uh, on the prior character. Okay. Um, pretty cool so far, just different. Um, and it, the, the runs take a while. Uh, I say a while. An hour and a half is about my average run. Yeah. That's which is a decent amount of time for... Uh, like, for a roguelike, yeah. Like, I'm going to go to bed. I want to play this for a while. But I have a sense of uh, accomplishment with that. I played a little bit more Battletech, but um, failed miserably last night. I won't go into that. <laughs> really long uh, tactical mission. Now I'm fucked. So, um, 
We did obviously talk about game. We have talked about game. We've talked about things from our backlog, backlog as well as new stuff. Yeah. I've got a lot of backlog stuff. Um, there is... Uh, I don't know what's... You know, if there's a whole lot coming out soon-ish. I know there's one game I'm going to be picking up. Uh, and I've been kind of playing around with uh, with picking up Bloodstained, which might be a thing after I pe- uh, after I beat uh, Automata, because uh, if if I still have that itch, you know, Bloodstained would definitely f- you know uh, fit that. It's just kind of have a, a a bit of buyer's remorse from all of the uh, Amazon shit that I bought this week. So I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't buy a new game. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, you know, so I, that that's a thing, but and I was gonna bring it up in the news section, but I I gotta talk about this. I remember right when you got your uh, your PSVR, you sat me down and you and you said you've got to play this game. Yeah, I remember which game that was. That would have been Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect. And I said, man, this is great, but I'm not picking up a PSVR just to be able to play this game. I want it on PC fucking it's coming to pc it's coming to pc it'll be a uh, epic exclusive and i don't have any B, uh, vr games on on epic so i don't know how that's going to work with the oculus i know that steam and steam vr and things like that work fairly well with oculus so I, i'll see what you know see how it works right. um, i'm not sure exactly how it launches um I guess I have to play it, you know, play around with it and figure it out. But um, I'm, I'm, that is the ultimate chill game for me, though. Like, I come home, I just want to fucking sit back and relax after a long fucking day, play some Tetris Effect. You know, oh man, that I'm looking forward to it. Just, just as a chill game. Like, I just, right. I just need to have a, you know, a, a life palate cleanse. This would be perfect because I I can go for hours on Tetris. So, <laughs> well, do we want to take a quick break and then come back? Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be right back. All right. Got the puppy holstered. <laughs> Puppy's holstered <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> like a super assault puppy. Uh, she kind of is. Right. Um, Jason is fully kilted. <laughs> Tactical assault pup. Uh, still looking ridiculous in my eyes. <laughs> but I mean, <coughs> it's not a skirt. It basically looks like a skirt. It like it does. Like if you just see Jason from like the waist down, it just looks like a girl with ugly legs. <laughs> It's like them, them some man legs. <laughs> it it takes a real man to wear a skirt. I mean, it's, it's not a skirt. So, you just called it a skirt. He did. He just, just called, called it a skirt. skirt. Uh, yes, there there uh, is a large difference between a skirt and a kilt, and it's all about what's underneath, sir. I really don't. I really don't want to go down this road. 
I really I'm don't. Gonna, I might actually border on the actual inappropriate if I go down this road. So I'm going to move along and say, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. No. yeah. You might want to just drop it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I will say that um, we're all three going to eat a little bit of crow here for a second. <sighs> So we we've been e- we've been giving Netflix shit about even doing anything with Witcher over uh, the last few months. Yep, and then we finally saw Henry Cavill actually doing uh, in scenes as the Witcher in the trailer, and seeing scenes from the Witcher, and seeing sword styles, and yes. seeing the fucking black eyes, and seeing the yes. like the trailer. It looks fucking great, and then. Did you do any reading as to what the direction they're taking it? The outside of just they're not taking or they're they're not having one big bad. They're just going to have you know Geralt doing Witcher shit, and which is there's there's comments from one of the people that worked on the show and a couple of interviews, and in one of those interviews they're talking about how they have inserted way more monsters than they expected to be able to do this. This will be a series like a world building um, story. And the way that they said it is that so in the in the novels we had a series of short stories essentially that kind of told the story of the world mm-hmm. before they told the story of the novel. So you're going to get a lot of those short stories, which means that maybe they think that it's going to be successful enough to do something more. And it looks very, very high fantasy. Oh yeah, in all the best ways. Oh yeah, and Superman does a pretty damn good Witcher. <laughs> um, it, I don't, I haven't heard him speak. Any lines? Well, for he, the most he, part, he was in no. There. You, do, you do not enough to really judge, but I haven't. But the face actually looks pretty good. The, I'd like to see how he rocks a beard, but beyond that, I mean, uh, they can make a beard on anybody. Well, true. Uh, well, almost anybody. Even you. I mean, uh, Hollywood magic, Rusty. You could have a beard. Oh, I need some of that Hollywood magic now. Um, Rogan to the face. <laughs> <laughs> to like, the face. Fucking rogaine it, splat. <laughs> no, when they uh, so when I when we saw the uh, the initial reveal of uh, of Geralt, was, the, the memes were flying. Oh my god! Like coming, uh, walking out of the dark and just and basically just getting a mugshot. Essentially, um, there wasn't a whole lot to go on there, uh, but I could say that it looked off. It looked. And and the and and now I know why it looked off. He was too clean in that in that shot. That's he was all it was. Way too clean for being Geralt. Geralt is in the shit almost literally every fucking time you you know he gets out. The only times he's ever fucking clean is when he's in a bath, fucking spread eagle because that's a fucking image that people can't get out of their heads. Uh, from the games. Or on top of a stuffed horse. And, with and this is what we had originally got. And that's exactly what we originally got. So he I'm looked like a fucking, uh, he looked like a darker Legolas with silver right. hair. Uh, that's what, you know, what it came out to be. Uh, from the trailer that they just released today. <laughs> and then we know, got this. <laughs> right. Uh, the trailer, more the sheep's head. Right. Less Legolas. Way less Legolas. Way less Legolas. More of the less Legolas equal good. <laughs> uh, it was he was grittier. He was dirtier. He, uh, I mean, he he was in the shit, just like fucking you know what you expect from Geralt, right. and you know what you saw in the games, because that's really the only other image that you can kind of go off of. But he was always dirty. He was always fucking like 
you know, uh, trudging around fucking swamps and shit like that. He, he was never a clean dude, you know? Uh, the only time he ever really cleaned up was when he was meeting nobility, you know? And now that's the cleanest shot we got of him, yeah, which is not clean. That is that is what you want to see from a witcher. Like, that. that is... He's got... He doesn't look like a L'Oreal commercial for old men. <laughs> yes. It was... I mean, the original picture that we saw was really flat. I think it was just a really flat image with a really bad wig. Right. It was or just really... It was just like... Can this guy face? Can this guy's face fit in gray? Right. So for for me, Gerald Rivia needs to have two things right about him. You know, his shoulder up image needs to be fucking spot on for it to actually work. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing has to be his his, uh, his vocal uh, uh, his ability to yeah, kind of like that. Um, his ability so to, to, uh, get that gravelly tone and have the same kind of cadence that he has, you know, from, uh, from the games. I mean, that is the only thing that we have to go off of. Right. Uh, and the voice actor for a girl, uh, the American voice actor for it anyway. Yeah. See that actually Jason, it's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. See, we're getting pictures of him with a fucking beard. It uh, <laughs> does look very witchery. Right. So, um, you know, the, he just needs to have the same look and sound for it to kind of be, you know, believable as the character. Because that's really, you know, those two things and his worldview. Because, I mean, you could write the worldview, but you cannot write the gravelly voice. That has to be delivered by the actor. Uh, you know, that is that is something that needs to be right. Otherwise, it's I actually would hope that he does a little bit better job with the acting than the guy that did uh, the original Witcher. Well, the, the Witcher from the games, I mean, you have... They started with, I think, a pretty low budget when they did the first game and kept the voice right. actor. So, and he tried Witcher and did decent, but like there are some pretty flat delivery parts. For sure. Witcher 2 and for sure Witcher 3 has... Witcher 3 has the best delivery of all of them, obviously, because they've kind right. of fine-tuned it. Uh, but it's also consistent throughout the entire story of Witcher 3. You know, the his you could tell when he was pissed. You yeah. could tell when he was, you know, when when he was having a tender moment. Right. You know, it was delivered spot for, on. For me the things that that I'm encouraged about just from the trailer is the little bits of magic you see look right. They're not over the top. They're, they're not, not like, over the they're top. They're not fucking World of Warcraft flashy. Um, it is, f- from what little you see, what little you do see is accurate to accurate and similar to what you saw in the games, for one. So, you know, there's an influence there. For sure. Um, two, what little sword play you saw looked good. Oh, fucking, when you fucking, um, uh, when you changed it was, stance and... Uh, did he, the fucking underhand sword? Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, they paid attention to that. Fuck yes. I mean, um, when, and the <laughs> CD Projekt Red did a really good job of paying a lot of attention to that. They knew that mm-hmm. in the first game they didn't get swordplay right, mm-hmm. fixed it pretty well in two, and then by three it was it worked extremely well. Oh yeah, and then um, uh, 
forgot what I was. I I don't know what you're um, where you're going, but uh, the atmosphere in the trailer looked right. Yeah, the well, I mean, um, all you need is the, really a high fantasy atmosphere, and you could do that. I mean, that's been done, but well, no, I mean, so it'd be real easy to go either too light or too dark with the with the too, setting too of, colorful or too washed out things yeah. like that okay i got you okay got you um, yeah but it wasn't like one of the things to compare series right like you it, obviously I, I feel necessary since it just ended to compare to, compared to like game of thrones right right game of thrones had a very much low fantasy setting with some high fantasy moments right, right. and for most of the series was very low fantasy until it hit magic oh, and the last and, season really well the last like couple last of seasons, seasons yeah. yeah right um and then you got the witcher which is a high fantasy setting but it's set in a dark setting and it's not so dark that it feels like tim burton where it's almost cartoony right it's not black and white it's it's well, it's, it's, not, its color it's not goofy ass haircuts or any of that other shit right. it's just gritty and dark almost like dark souls, dark souls. Dark right souls. well i mean it's a. Uh... I just felt like I got the name <laughs> drop. I do it almost every episode. One of us does. It it's uh you know, the setting of the Witcher while some of the um um you know, I mean the world has to be realistic. You know daytime still needs to be still needs to be daytime well, you're, you're not going to overshadow it just because there are monsters there well, I'm, uh, um but as far as the demeanor of the people etc i mean it is a world that still struggles with monsters it's not yeah um I, i'm interested to see what kind of monsters they throw in there well if, they threw like their weird spider monster at the very end of the trailer well so that scene I, i'm i'm gonna point that scene out it's like what three or four seconds of the trailer right uh but that scene where the fucking the bog spider comes up he is standing in a fucking swamp watching a bog spider come Um, up and you could see that he had taken a potion that's the other thing that got me was the eyes you could see the effect of the potion on his face and they did it right the darkening around the eyes the paling of his skin he looked kind of grody yeah he, yeah he took a potion and because in the witcher universe the br- witchers will brew a potion and <clears throat> they're able to take it but if a any other person was to take that potion it would be poison i mean it is essentially poison to him too but he's you know his physiology has been changed by the whole witchering to uh, by the witchering <laughs> to be more to Witch be are. more resistant to it which are um and that was a <laughs> which are? that was a point that they so uh that they made in the book so of course because the game mechanics is kind of toned down in the game mm-hmm. is that if he takes the wrong combination of potions or he takes too much of it he will die yeah yeah like, it's it's just um, uh you know it's gamified for the games of course, of course. Right. you you don't have you have right. You don't have but, a lasting effect situation. But going if on. you read the books, there is a very real risk to it, and that's what I hope they don't lose. Yeah, it, in the series. For me, uh, I mean, sure, Geralt is kind of like the star, right? You know, yeah. you're, you're looking for when you watch a Witcher, you know, show, you're looking to see Geralt in there because that's that's the you know that's the main character, right? For me, 
I also really want to see more of the Yennefer side because yeah. the Yennefer side, sure, for for most of the games, Yennefer was kind of like his end goal. It was, mm-hmm. you know, getting her back. Well, you also don't get a whole lot of her story in the games. Right. Um, yeah, because. Like the. The whole wild hunt thing. Well, not only that, but um, the reason behind why she can't have children, etc. yada, yada. Um, that's explained in the books. Mm. But not explored in the game. And I don't so think they're going to tread the books. And I don't, I'm not sure that, that they're going to, you know, tread new paths. But I can, uh, I can agree on one thing from, you know, from there where they're saying there isn't going to be a big bad, right? Because really, it is Geralt taking a job. You know, you know, from for the most right. part, well, the games are just gonna, a collection of jobs. <laughs> I'm going to give you something, too, just as a little bit of news, because I've been digging as fast as I can as we're just talking about it. Yeah. Um, Let's give there's, you time. Well, <laughs> Sci-Fi had a, the, the you know, the news, the, the actual network had a story mm-hmm. they posted from Comic-Con, and Cavill's quoted as saying, I've been playing, I've played the games nonstop for a very long time. Um, I keep, let me go through this. He said, said, I had no idea that there were novels before auditioning, but after I got the role, I immersed myself in the books and the games and everything and get my hands on it. He said, I'm very passionate about the games and I've played them a lot. I've always hoped they made them into a movie. Uh, he said, I wanted to step into this role, so it's something I wasn't going to let pass me up without giving it my absolute best. He also said that he keeps <laughs> seven swords around at all times, three at home plus four on set, so he can <laughs> sharpen his skills. Nice. <laughs> He's done all his stunts for the role. Nice. I mean that takes some so dedication. He's definitely invested in the role. Fuck yeah! So, so another thing that I, I've seen a couple places uh, is that when you see uh, the trailer and s- some of the promotional material that they put out before the trailer, you only ever see Geralt with one sword. In uh, the games, you have two. I mean, it is a big point. It's yeah. a big mechanic to have two: one steel, one silver. Uh, but still for people, right. sort silver for exactly. everything else. And, and you, you, in the game, you change that shit on the fly. You can change the sword on the fly, but from, from what I've been seeing, cause I haven't read the books, but from what I can see, the silver sword is not really carried because he only pulls that out when he's fighting a monster. And right. that is on Roach, the, his horse. Yes. So, the fact that this the show is only showing him wielding one sword and not having another sword fucking flopping around on his back and this it gives it a little bit more believability plus it's going to be a fucking epic moment i i i'm predicting it the first time he's fighting a monster and he goes over to roach and pulls the fucking you know silver sword and have it fucking ruined out that's going to be a fucking epic moment uh, all I got to say is I want to see those rune gl- runes glow when he when he when he pulls it. that fucking sword when out. He draws yes. It. He when he fucking draws that sword and the fucking runes start glowing as he pulls that shit out and the first time he does a sign all of these fucking things are going to be really fucking great. I I I am looking forward to this. This is going to be a fucking show that I am going to watch the first day it comes out. <laughs> yeah, it comes out this fall, eight one-hour episodes. And what the the writer of the show is saying is he – so the, the games were like a, a, a – uh, 
an they, extension of the book. So they they told their own story aside from the books. Right. And he's following the source material from the books for the yeah. story. He's now he said I, specifically, I'm not going to mine the material from the games. That's a whole separate thing. Right. This is going to be stuff from the books on its own. Well, that's so, good. So it'll be yeah. based more. Well, on the that's books because than in the in the books, the wild hunt didn't happen. Right. The wild hunt um, was the was the main where where the driver where the uh, uh where the where the books leave off is pretty much where the first game picked up. Right. Um. So he never wrote through the wild hunt the the books are more centered on series upbringing yeah it's a her uh uh and her uh uh role as a source right so but either way I've, what they've presented so far looks pretty high quality yes um and i'm hoping that Netflix doesn't go bankrupt because I'd like to see more. <laughs> well, yeah. So that, I mean, that's another, you know, that's a whole another, you know, story, new story about Netflix, you know, looking at, you know, redu uh, reductions in, uh, you know, in their content because other streaming services are kind of taking what, what was popular, like the, you know, Marvel the Friends, franchise. the Marvel franchises, you know, died off because, you know, Disney killed them. Uh, and then, uh, like friends in the office and stuff like that, which were big drivers for uh, for Netflix, are, are going off to their own, you know, uh, their own streaming services. So there's going to be more competition in streaming now. Well, I mean that's great and all, but uh, what we've noticed over the last, you know, what three four years is that Netflix has been ramping up their own production studio. And this is why. And this is why. I mean, they're going to be picking up their own IPs and running with it. And they've done really damn good work with that. I mean, Stranger Things is just an example of, you know, them picking something up and fucking going with it, you know, but that's not the only thing that they've done. You know, there's... Well, I know with the, or the, they've got like 60 million users or something crazy like that. Right. You know, that's, uh, but they're paying out the wazoo for doing this. This is the thing. So the the whole bankruptcy thing the the worry that they're going to go under is that they're borrowing fucking whack tons of money to be able to produce these things on the hope that they keep and you know keep and increase their subscriber account um so yeah i kind of hope that they don't go under um but i'm not going to be canceling my netflix you know anytime soon right. fuck they have 151 million users paying basically 120 dollars a year yeah, I mean the numbers don't lie. You're fucking, you know, you've got that. But, but how many already... billions can they spend before they're bankrupt? Right, they're they're taking a bunch of money out. I forget the numbers, but I mean it, it's a stupid amount of money right now just to uh, to get their production studios up and running. So they need to start right. putting out quality content, uh, and it has to be original because they can't they can't yeah. you know rely on. Uh, the the TV rerun situation anymore, uh, especially with you know the 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 different you right. know broadcasters getting their own streaming now, services. One one of the things uh, that you'll definitely get in the series, since they are basing it off source material, or, or at least I hope, 
is a lot more the interaction with the elves because Siri is the source. Uh-huh. The elves were a primary focus of the novels. Okay. So they were kind of the big bad. Now, granted, the Wild Hunt is based off of the elves, but... Right. You know. But that that's the thing. I mean, that, the... That's a separate element completely. Right. The, uh, you know, with them kind of leading with the story of the elves and where the magic came from uh, and the inclusion of chaos, uh, that's probably where they're going to be going as far as their uh, their overarching story. Yeah. Without diving too deep, like so far Netflix's plan this year was to spend almost $16 billion on content. Right. But their net worth's over around $160 billion. Right. I mean, the... It needs. They need to gain a lot of subscribers to be able to keep up with it. Um, I sincerely hope that they do, because things like Stranger Things and you know, you know, the fucking Witcher well, show. They're they're also gambling on things that the major networks won't touch. Right, like The Witcher, like Stranger Things, like uh, Altered Carbon. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff properties that no one else will touch. And it's really difficult to have, you know, have that kind of new content that often because, I mean, you're coming down to, you know, even if it is eight episodes a year, they put a lot of work into those eight episodes. Well, no, a lot of money, too. I mean, you you look at the um, you look at the production value of Stranger Things and the um, what you get there is basically an eight-hour movie as far as production value. Oh, yeah. Um, similar to what HBO did to Game of Thrones. I mm-hmm. mean, they are spending basically the same amount of money right. um, as a major blockbuster movie on a single season of a series. So, where HBO... I mean, HBO's been fucking a thing for fucking years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember HBO in my childhood, right? So... Yeah. Uh, HBO has been around for a long fucking time as a subscri- uh, subscription service. Um, but when they started doing or, their own original shit, they would do, they'd have maybe one or two series that they would be working on yeah. at a time. Well, well, and remember they, uh, I mean, you, you think about some of their first original series. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the Sopranos. Mm, it's the wire. It's, right. It, Right. They didn't go, it wasn't super over the top. It was just yeah. well-written stuff. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, nowadays, you know, CGI is what gets people's eyeballs. So, you know, and that's just the reality of things. Um, but still, I mean, even now, if they've got an active show, what is it probably three or four, you know, series that they have actively working on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Netflix is currently working on like 12 (laughs) or more, you know, and not to mention the move aside from the series, the, the, uh, uh, the movies that they, that they've got, right. They've got full on length that nobody's, uh, that nobody else would touch like, uh, Scorsese doing the Irishman with them. Right. Uh, stuff like that, which actually I'm kind of, 
I'm really waiting on that movie because <laughs> you think about it. There, there are going to be guys from gangster films that have never been in a gangster film together. Like De Niro and Pesci, man. <laughs> De Niro and Pesci. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a lot of shit going on with, you know, with Netflix. And hopefully they, they are able to keep going with it. They didn't have the greatest of... Uh, of uh, of showings recently in their uh uh on their stock value but um Woo. that's mainly because Disney decided to you know kick him to the curb um yeah i think a, a lot of that has more to do with just the announcement of Disney's streaming service it's not only disney I, it's also like the uh AT&T service and yeah i i think actually uh once uh um once disney's streaming service actually launches i think a few months after that things will kind of level and you'll see you know their subscriber base really isn't going to change all that much Mm -hmm. um mostly because of the original content they do have going and they're continuing yeah um you know because aside from the witcher uh, you know, a new series they have in the works right now is the Dark Crystal prequel. Yeah. Um, which also just from the trailer looked really good. Yeah. It's been so, a minute from you know, for me for Dark Crystal, but uh yeah. Uh, it, it it hit my childhood. Feels. Of course. Of course it did. But all right. Um aside from that, uh we do have some actual um gaming news. Um so I saw this story and it really surprised me. Um, coming July thirtieth, Steam will uh, be launching availability of Retro Arc. Retro Arc. Mm-hmm. Retro Arc. Uh, it is a emulator, but it's an emulator that you can find and build cores for all systems interesting okay so so we're so i'm i'm interested in this and i haven't read anything about it have you you know kind of dug into this a bit or yeah now i've i've actually uh i've actually um used retroarch the um uh basically what it is is it it's a multi-core emulator, so you can have uh, as long as as long as you're able to get console BIOS files uh, for for your games. Basically, you can uh, install cores for everything from the Wii all the way down to all the way down to you know the Atari. Okay. For this, and have everything in a in a single emulator. Um has an interface that's to be honest looks very similar to uh, what playstation's interface is um and the uh, uh and so you can emulate multiple systems all in one program interesting so, so you could have nintendo n64 game boy super, super nintendo all in yeah. one spot mm-hmm uh, oh wow! Even old PC emulation. Yes. Wow. GameCube, Wii, because uh, it it specifies Dolphin as as one of them, and that's a GameCube and Wii. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, it's just the home for a bunch of different emulation engines. Yes. Okay. But, I mean, that that in itself is not too bad. Like, having one place to go for all of your different emulator needs. Problem I have is, is that uh, emulating no. has gotten a whole lot harder lately. <laughs> Well, uh, so here's the thing, and this is where this is where the giant gray areas are. I would imagine that um, what you have in with it being in Steam is um, there are going to have to be some built-in restrictions, such as you know you you may run into trouble if you uh, if you run run a BIOS that's not ripped directly from a console you own, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there's really no way for uh, them to to verify that because a lot of the, you know, a lot of the ROMs, a lot of the, you know, the, the different games that you would want to run on these emulators, uh, those people who, uh, to, who build the ROMs build them generic. So they don't have some identifying mark, you know, that, you know, so that, Everybody, if everybody's running the same, you know, ROM, essentially, uh, there isn't any way to say, oh, this is ROM, you know, number X122 X whatever. Now, Uh, you know, I just read through the whole setup guide just a second ago and I was looking at, it is fairly complex, but the short version of that is it lets you, and I did not find this on Steam, there's just so much to it. But the short version of this is you set up the emulator core that you want to set up, then you set up the controller you want to set up, then you set the correct shaders for what you want to set up, and then you select the ROM from a directory you've created. So it's letting you just grab a ROM from a directory and run it through the emulator. Right. And and as far as this ending up on Steam, I can see this ending up on Steam as a tool. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of other tools that you can get on yeah. Steam. I wonder if it'll have workshop support because that seems like that would be the perfect place to grab different things to different cores, I right? Mean, it's possible. I mean, that, that's a possibility. They they did say, um, now RetroArch's developer did say they, one of the big pluses they see for, for them in the future is the um, ability to use Steamworks web api for future development Mm -hmm. it the big tool here for steam specifically is the the ability to emulate older pcs right the older um, pc games in, in a single platform so older older games that are available on steam that don't necessarily work too well on current machines you would it gives you an easier way to emulate those older machines and play those games. Well, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at games that were built uh, in the late 90s yeah. uh, for, uh, you know, for the systems that still required a turbo button uh, <laughs> to well, work properly. I'd, I'd like to play Bonk's Revenge or like Super Metroid or something like that. Right. Yeah. And those, I mean, one of the games that just comes to mind for whatever reason was... Um, uh, there was an uh, early uh, Magic the Gathering game that I used mm-hmm. to play on there uh, called uh, Duels, uh, Duel of the Planeswalkers. Uh, and it was uh, it was an adventure game that was based off of, yep. uh, you know, Magic the Gathering, which was really, 
it was interesting for me, and it was right around, uh, I want to say it was first or second, uh, let's see, it was uh, alpha, because I think it was alpha and beta cards, which kind of dates the game, but I remember Black Lotuses being a thing in that game. Uh, and moxes and things like that. So, um, so that was a game that you simply you simply can't run it on fucking you know current systems. It like you press the up mm-hmm. arrow and you're at the top of the fucking map. Right. Well, that's <laughs> that's like uh, I still own. Um, I still, of course, have all my discs for uh, for a lot of older games like System Shock One and Two. Mm-hmm. I still have the discs for those. Right, right. But I can't load, I can't install those on a modern machine without an emulator because, because the, uh, uh, all the processing happens too quick. I mean, it just, yeah. like the original Command um, and Conquer can't play. And, that, you know? and without an emulator, there's no real way to, uh, on some of those older games to limit the frame rate. Right. So, um, and the game was built off of how fast it could, you know, render a frame. Exactly. You know, um, or, uh, or the CPU cycle. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of them were CPU cycle driven. You know, it's crazy yeah. as I went through the official, one of the official forums, and it states that, I'm going to speak plainly here, um, it states they're not allowed to tell you where you can download your ROMs. Of course not. No, they're so not they're, allowed. So it's basically just, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. And and that's the thing, and, and I think that's how Steam's going to get away with it. Oh, is yeah. is they're going if they even remotely get into some hot water, they're going to say we're providing a tool. The you know the end user is the person who's uh, who's uh, going out and finding the ROMs. You know, whether that's legal or illegal means that's you know well beyond our control. We're just providing them with the tool. And it's got quite a few cores or ROMs that are tied into it. You got PlayStation One, Super Nintendo, NES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Arc- Basic Arcade, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Virtual Boy, Sega-, Sega Genesis, and Mega Drive, Sega Master System, and Game Gear, Sega CD, Mega CD, um, PC Engine, which I'm assuming is for a PC emulator, Wonder Swan Color, which I don't even know what the fuck that is, um, and then it. Some of the free games it comes with is uh, Cave Story, Doom 1 and 2, and Final Doom. Yeah, because, I mean, anything that's freeware, you know, at this point. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And, and that's just the thing, too. There are a lot of those older games, um, a lot of older games that are freeware and readily available out there online perfectly legally for free that you just can't play on a current system because they move too fast. And you have to have an emulator to run them. Yep. Um, so that is exactly how Steam's going to get away with having this on there because it's a tool. Yes. Um, what all tools can be abused by the end user one way or another. I could stab a, a fool with a fucking Phillips head screwdriver. Right. They didn't make this Phillips head screwdriver to stab fools, but I did. I definitely can. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you, see you it. saved uh, yourself there. Yeah, I, but, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm all right. I used to emulate a lot. Uh, I mean, it was uh, it was one of those 
uh, really inexpensive things. There was a point of time when I was, for like half a year, I uh, I did nothing mm-hmm. but emulate, uh, you know, old NES games or Super NES games, because mm-hmm. uh, I was I had a nostalgia trip. I, I just went had I to mean, go back. And there are, I mean, there are games that that I still emulate because it's easier to emulate the games I still own without having to break out that old console and hook it up to the TV. Right. You just, you know, all you have to do is just, you know, you can pull the ROM from it and you've Mm -hmm. got it, you've got it there. And plus you've got the save state options, which, you know, is a, is a godsend. (laughs) I mean, for some of the older uh, stuff that wasn't re-released for PC, um, like I, I most of the Final Fantasies have been re-released for PC, but uh, Final Fantasy three is one of those that was like uh, having a save state would be great right now, right. Um, you know, uh, or uh, uh, or before Mega Man's anniversary, uh, the Mega Man X games wasn't available. Yeah, uh, so playing those with save states instead of having to put in passwords uh, was fucking great. Uh, so. There's there's a bunch of different things there. Um Oh yeah. But they don't want to say it, but you know <laughs> emulation is was a you know, was a time saver for a lot of people. Um Oh and, yeah, definitely. And you know, just having a collection of old ROMs from you know, from your old collection of you know, of uh cartridges that's in a box in the fucking closet someplace <laughs> right? is way more convenient than trying to figure out how to hook up a Super Nintendo to a modern television system <laughs> that does not have, you know, well, composite like, connections. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you can actually have issues with that. So, like, I actually did uh, hook up the Super NES to the TV in the living room to see how well that would work. Mm-hmm. The problem is, even with even with RCA connection, the TV's refresh rate is too high for the damn console. Well, they were built for fucking, uh, they were built for <laughs> tube televisions. They were built to have the scan lines in there. Uh, yeah. So having it on a digital television, it just looks weird. It just, it doesn't play right. It does yeah. not, it does so not hit the nostalgia. You, you literally either have to go out and buy one of these uh, these third-party reproduction consoles yeah, um, that have the, uh, the resistors and limiters built into them. They right? run on HDMI, but um, they put in the artificial ex- scan lines. Yeah, or the, uh, um, you know, that have the, uh, um, the RG... RGB or or HDMI connections with the uh, with the accelerators on them, mm-hmm. uh, or or you have to actually buy an a uh, a switch that will actually allow you to connect it and actually slow that connection some. Yeah. Um. So it it can just be silly. The days before frame Though, rate. Believe it or not, the GameCube still works perfectly well. Well, I can imagine that, though. I mean, the GameCube is... It was... It, it's still for, one for of lack my favorites. Of, for lack of HD connection, the GameCube still holds up pretty freaking well. It's still one of my favorites. I mean, GameCube was, you know, was really underrated. Was I mean, really a, a 
good console. I mean, it just was. I mean, I didn't ex- I, I didn't understand why they put a handle on it because there's no reason for it to move. But <laughs> uh, yeah, the GameCube. Was... I mean, it was the perfect size to pack up, take to your buddy's house. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, no, uh, not really. Yeah. I had them all. I had fucking Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, and then uh, then I went and got a GameCube, and still some of my favorite fucking games are on GameCube. I mean, I, I'm i looking forward to a fucking Metroid Prime when it, you know, Prime 4 when it fucking comes out ever, right. sometime, maybe, if they fucking say anything about it. Except <laughs> 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 for their fucking playing Final Fight. <laughs> Uh, or Streets of Rage. Which one is no, that? No, it's Final Fight. Oh, oh, I was right. Yeah, I picked the most iconic character on purpose. Because <laughs> I can do the tornado. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, this guy. So, uh, fucking move on. Move on. What do we got? <laughs> I don't know that I had a whole lot else, Jason. Did so, you have something? Well, uh, I had something. I don't know what I feel about it. So apparently, um, again, game-related TV series news. Apparently, um, Netflix has greenlit a pilot for a Cuphead TV series. I saw this. I wish I could just beat like two or three levels of Cuphead. (laughs) I wish I could just... It's too fucking hard for me. I could just... Play Cuphead. Uh, uh, so it's so. <laughs> it's so what's uh, over what, the top. what do you think is the it would be the premise of a Cuphead show? I mean, I mean it's already a cartoon in the game, so they just figure out. The, yeah. So the whole premise of the game was that you they sold your soul sold, to yeah, Satan, sold your soul to Satan, and then you ended up having to go fight Satan for his uh, to get your soul back. Yeah, to get you know, to burn the contract. Um. That that's kind of the whole premise of the game, you know. Uh, where does the show go? I mean, mm. not that much details. Yeah, been released. It it, like, it seems like it would be a you know a, a good premise for a game, but not necessarily a good premise for a show. Right. So, if it doesn't if it doesn't fly, I would not be uh, I would not cry. I mean, I'm I'm a poet and I don't know. It. Um, the uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't see where a Cuphead show could go. Yeah, I really don't either. It it was just. It's one of those things that I feel like sometimes uh, Netflix and their quest for original content can reach too far, and I feel like this one's an overreach. Maybe um, I'm not a. I wanted to be a fan of Cuphead, and then maybe I'll go back to it. I don't know. I'm I'm really in a point where I like games to be challenging, but I don't like it to be Twitch challenging. Not Twitch as in the streaming service, right. but as in like how fast your reflexes you, are. You 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 don't like the frame perfect games. Not as much as I thought I would. Looking yeah. at you, Sakura. Uh, well, the Sakura is like, one I, of them, but like for me, I thought. Fucking, I would enjoy Celeste, but Celeste is a frame-perfect game. It is built for speedrunners to be frame-perfect. And I just don't have the reaction time for that anymore. Uh, I'm, I just I just admitted to being old. Um, 
it's it's just like this. I mean, when was the last time you sat down and played fucking like the original Super Mario, uh, like you know Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo? Um, actually, a few weeks ago with Marley. Okay. Did you feel like you were as good at Super Mario World today as you were when you were a kid playing it? Actually, yeah, I did fairly well. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> right. I've played, uh, I, felt... I played Mega Man 7 recently and uh, felt like no. the world's worst gamer. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to that point, though... Um, we did Super Mario World 3 on my old NES, and, like, she did way better than I did. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just, um, but, yeah. you know, Super Mar- Mario World for, for the SNES, I did all right, but I also, um, uh, had a, have a Nintendo DS and played a whole lot of uh the new super mario world uh both of those games on that so you know okay i still had those games are very similar as far as play speed etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so you know i was yeah. still fairly comfortable with that particular game yeah it takes it takes some time so uh it's the platformers that you know the older generation uh, you know the yeah. the the people who grew up playing platformers because no. that was what games could be, uh, you know, have... No, I will fully admit to having it, having trouble with uh, Mega Man X nowadays. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's one of the things that's different with me. I could play Mega Man X. I'm not as good as I used to be, but I could still play it and I could still learn from it. Um I, and I still enjoy those games. Like I'm a big fucking Mega Man X fan. Uh, it's just I can tell that my skill level for you know with those games has, has suffered over the years. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Shit. I mean that. So so yeah. <laughs> this um, brings me back. Like the. You know, we, we talk about a lot of fucking old shit this, you know, this episode for sure. I mean, one of the, you know, one of the things that I remember growing up was, you know, was the excitement of going to a fucking like game store and picking up a fucking game. Right. You know, that was one of the things that, you know, every time I, you know, went to the mall, uh, one of my first, you know, stops would be a fucking game store. Like, fucking, right. you know, uh I, I, is it GameStop? Was was GameStop around back, back then? Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, there was GameStop and there was... Uh, EB Games. EB Games, which GameStop ended up buying right. later on. And, you know, and going into the fucking, you know, the game stores was, you know, was an experience. It was something different. Uh, I remember uh, the oddest thing I've ever purchased at a fucking game store was a PlayStation, an original PlayStation, um memory card conversion kit that allowed you to use floppy disks as the memory, you know, media. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing I'd ever purchased for a fucking game system. You pop in a floppy and it copies the data from the memory card to the floppy so that you can, 
change out the you know the I also data. <clears throat> later on uh once thumb drives were a thing mm-hmm. but the converter that allowed you to uh use a thumb drive as a memory card but it limited it limited the amount of space you could use, obviously, because right, it you just, had to format it to like it would just uh, read it as uh, whatever the maximum size uh, memory card was. Eight I think or sixteen it, megs or something like that. It was like uh, uh, twenty five megs or something like that. I don't remember what the total I think sixteen is the magic number. I think sixteen was the you know was it was it. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> I remember popping in the floppy right. Uh, and it would uh, it would copy everything over, and it was right around the time that, shit, you know, that shit was, uh, the PlayStation, you know, uh, demo discs would wipe your entire fucking memory card, which was uh, unfortunate. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I remember going into these, you know, into a store. I think it was a GameStop, and it was always you know something different. I I go in there to pick up a game, and it was a and it was an experience. Um, of course, GameStop's got kind of gotten a, uh, a, a bad, you know, a, a bad thing going on, to, you know, to it with digital sales. Uh, they're kind of going under, uh, and they're looking to make a change uh, right now. Uh, what they're, what they're trying to do is to be able to stay, you know, stay marketable. Uh, they're uh, looking at going retro with their uh, with their stores, uh, so they're wanting to uh, you know to kind of garner a little community in in their stores or uh, be able to have an experience where you can go in and kind of experience you know the games instead of going in and seeing wall upon wall of you know used games. I imagine they'll probably move away from used games going forward, um, but they're 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 looking to kind of bring it back to what it used to be, uh, which was to go in there to look at the games to be able to kind of like experience you know you know the the world of games and then be able to walk out with a copy of one or a digital download code or whatever the fuck they decide to go with. Um, you know, but there there's going to be a change in how GameStops look going forward. I think, uh, and it'll be interesting to see if it works. Uh, I don't see it. I mean, honestly, you know, I I have bought ninety fucking ninety eight percent of the games that I've purchased in the last two years have been online. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's something to be said to have a physical copy, like you know. Yeah, and but I'm getting but, to a point where. Like, I get physical for console, but I would never get physical for PC. And there are occasions where Game Pass having digital and new releases is makes me... I don't, I don't remember what game I've bought in the store this year. But the thing is, for PC, I can't find any of these games in physical copy form. Right, the last one you did was uh, the uh, Elder Scrolls collection. Yeah, that was it. That was the last one. Uh, I mean, and I, and I still have those discs someplace, but the first thing I did was apply those licenses to Steam so that I could download them because it was faster to download them than to fucking run them on a, on a disc. Uh, so, I mean, that was the last PC game that I, you know, picked up in a store. Uh, 
and the last physical disc copy of a game that I'd picked up for a console was uh, fucking God of War, which I still don't know where it's at. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere. Uh, but it's it's between one of our three houses. I don't fucking know where it's at. Uh, it might be on my house. Uh, I don't even know what. I know I purchased a Xbox game this year, but. Uh, right. And it's like, how many of those do you get? But my point is, is if you, uh, if you're really having to think, I don't know. (laughs) It's not going to be till we start building the game of the year list, which maybe we need to start building now. Maybe because we're going to fuck it up if we do it all in December. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you know, just going forward, what what do you think is going to be GameStop? I mean, they have to be a business to stay afloat and to keep the stores open so they have to sell something right but obviously you know absorbing think geek into their stores didn't help uh and the used game market's going the way of the dodo anymore uh so they really have to make a big change to uh you know to even make it marketable uh so i know i'm not sure if going full retro and focusing on experience is definitely, you know, is, is the way to go. I mean, they're not going to make hand over fist dollars like they have been fucking with their goddamn racketeering of, uh, of, you know, used games, buying extremely low and selling at about fucking normal price. Well, right. let's be honest. That, not buying uh, used at fifty four ninety nine. Right. Exactly. There's no fucking way. Well, let's be honest. Some of those, per- some of those practices and the way that they went because, you know, they basically bought out their competition. Right. Um, is a lot of what really pushed people to go ahead and go with digital purchases all out instead of, as it became more readily available instead of yeah I mean, uh, going to the store. I mean, that's just... There, there is, uh, there is a thing that's going. And I mean, make no, make no mistake about it. The publishers and the, and the console manufacturers, all saw it too. They were like, you know, if we just sold our games directly and people could download them. Why do you think games they, haven't changed in price? Yeah, I mean, honestly. Why do you think games haven't changed in price in the last 10 years? You know, the games that have, you know, that came out 10 years ago were $60. Uh, games that are, that are out right now are $60. Uh, they haven't gone up in price because, A, they've realized that going up in price isn't the way to get, you know, isn't going to get new people to buy games. And if you went out and bought, tried to buy a new game and, it, and, they, and you said, I want fucking Battletech, and they're going to say, 80 bucks, please. You know, you're probably going to shake your head and say, no, I'm going to buy something cheaper. Well, I mean, $60 is kind of the breaking point for games. You know, so to reduce their uh, their overhead, they went with a digital download option. And that cuts the have you know, cuts them having to print discs. It cuts, you know, having to pay for a fucking store to have it on a shelf. Um, you know, all of the, you know, the different overhead and shipping. Uh, all of that is basically... I'm going to put that into a fucking yeah, the, server. The search and... two is forty nine ninety nine on Steam, right? Right. Not you. You still thinking no? No, I'm just saying. Right. 
right? Right. Forty nine ninety nine is you know is is better than a new game coming out at eighty bucks. Uh, you know, so we've we as gamers kind of been reaping the you know the benefits of a you know digital content delivery service uh, because we're not then paying for the overhead and we're able you know, able to keep the prices at the at the same rate uh, over a longer period of time than most things. Speaking of game releases, though, um, things that are coming out soon, we've got um, the new Wolfenstein comes out here in like a week. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. By the time we release this episode, it'll probably be out. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Rebel Galaxy is coming out on Epic Store next so month. Rebel like Galaxy Outlaw. Is... Two. And it looks like it's more face focused on small ship combat, and it looks more like uh, basically an, a modern Wing Commander, which I'm really into. Uh, Even more than Wolfenstein. I may actually, not that I'm not into Wolfenstein, but as I try to figure out my budget, I think I'm going to play other things. For a little bit, and then jump into that uh, Rebel Galaxy when it comes out. That's kind of where I'm pinching my pennies for. Yeah, it's, you know, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is going to be a a, a a thing for sure. Um, I mean, of course, I'm interested in uh, in getting my hands on the Tetris effect. Uh, I'm kind of over the fact that you know uh, the internet's still kind of hot on the whole like exclusivity deals with fucking Epic Game Stores. Uh, but I mean, I've got a few games in there. Grifflands. Um, I want to say out of early access, you're going to get um, Oxygen Not Included should be coming out of early access sometime this month. Mm-hmm. So if you're into management sims, um, I think it's hella good yeah. um, and will probably suck your life for a little while. For sure. Um, yeah. I was going to say I also jumped into Starbound just like Rusty did. So I started playing some of that too. Yeah. That's not a bad game. At all. No, it's a great game. Uh, fucking, and I saw Gorn had a uh, 1.0 release. Uh, so Gorn's finally out of, you know, early access. It's a pretty fun VR title. And yeah. That might be something you can play off my... Uh, I, I've tried to play Gorn, but uh, I have also almost destroyed my TV. And I've, uh, I've punched a soda off of my desk <laughs> 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 playing Gorn. So <laughs> that's... Uh... I thought about getting pool noodles to hold on to while I was playing it just so I could get the full effect (laughs) and see how closely it mimics one-to-one with pool noodles in your hand. It's pretty much what you're fighting with is pool noodles in the form of weapons. Uh, I would have to clear out a much bigger space in my my room for that. Well, guys, do we have anything else? That's all I've got. We'll have Gamescom (laughs) stuff coming up soon that we'll get to talk about, but for the time being... Yeah. Enjoy your backlog. It is that time. Yes, it is. If you're in college, enjoy your break. If you're not in college, enjoy being a boring-ass adult like we are. <laughs> right. Uh, Jason, where the fuck can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. And our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TiltCast. Find friends of the show. You can no longer find the carousel. Should have done it while you could. Um, Dude. Yeah. Dude. Rip. My first podcast ever they were on. Bummer Town. Yeah. Also, Cabbage KBG. Uh, Trent may be working on that soon. Um, I keep saying that. It's been a year later. Right. Uh, you also have other friends of the show. For the love of gaming, you have B, uh, BMFcast.com. You have NoQuarters.net. Still doing an every six-week show. And then you've got TVGP.tv. They do a weekly show with a regular post time. And with that, it is the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Peace.